Hey everyone, and welcome to Focus Your Ads podcast, where we talk all about Google Ads. My name is Dan, I'm here with Glenn. In this episode, we're going to be going over ways that we can improve our Google Ads display campaigns. Okay, so yeah, thanks, Dan. So display campaigns serve visually engaging ads on Google Display Network. The display network helps you reach people as you browse millions of websites, apps, and Google-owned properties like YouTube and Gmail. They can be shown on websites that partner with Google. Usually, this type of ad is a photo or a photo with ad copy, normally used for remarketing. However, not always. Dan, let's have a look at some of your favorite ways to use displays. Sure. So I guess one of the big ways that we can use a display campaign is actually through remarketing. Remarketing is probably the one of the ways that I use display campaigns the most. So why would we use display actually follows people around the internet. So instead of having like a search ad where someone's searching, actively searching for that product, display is where someone may be on a website, like a different website, maybe it's a news website, and they're going to see this ad show up in the right corner of the screen. It's going to show an image. It could have some text on it. And it's going to help to keep that brand in front of someone. There's also some other reasons why we'd use display ads over other ads, because there's also a lower cost per click. So you can get a cheaper cost per click. So you can get a lot more traffic for the same amount of money. And it's very highly targeted, especially when we're talking about remarketing, because that traffic is coming from your website and is now exploring other parts of the website. Maybe it's a week later, but it's that person was interested in your products. So now you know you're sending out an ad to that person and it's just very highly targeted. It's going to be keep your brand in front of them and keep your brand top of mind. So they, when they return to your website, they're going to be more likely probably, they're going to be more likely to return to your website and more likely maybe to, to purchase your product. Okay. So in organizing your display campaigns, you want to organize them into ad groups. So this is keeping audiences organized. For example, creating a seven-day, 30-day, or a 180-day audience. Keep them all separate in separate ad groups. This allows for different ad copy for each of the ad groups. Let's us tailor the messaging to each of these individual audiences. A seven-day audience might need a different message than a person that hasn't seen your site in 180 days. This also allows us to adjust bids for each of these audiences if using manual bidding. It also gives us a nice view on how well each audience is performing as we can see the data clearly in each of these ad groups. So I'll take us into the next topic, Dan, about placements. Okay, so placements. When we're talking about placements, we're talking about where your ad is being displayed, what websites, what mobile apps, where it's being displayed, and where it's showing up. So there are some things that we can do to help us improve our display campaign by looking at these placements. And a lot of people don't even know placements exist. So to get to placements, you have to first go to your display campaign or ad group. You can do this at either level. Then you're going to go to content. Then you go to placements. And then you're going to see on the the screen, you're going to see something that says, see where your ad appeared. If you click on that, now you're going to be able to see the placements for your ad. And inside there, you're going to see what websites, what mobile apps are showing your ad. And you're also going to, be able, going to be able to tell what kind of numbers you're getting, what kind of click-through rates, what kind of conversion rates each are getting. 
and you're going to be able to dive in there and dissect it and hopefully make some better decisions on what ones should be showing and what ones shouldn't be showing. So in also in there, you can check off placements you want to exclude. So you can check them off and then you can hit exclude to actually remove those placements. So after you're done with placements, we're going to move over to devices. So Glenn, do you want to talk to us a little bit about what we can do with devices? Sure. So what Dan's talking about with devices is this allows you to change the bids for mobile, desktop, TV screens, or computers. To get to this, to go to the devices, go to the campaign or ad group and select devices on the sidebar. You can then analyze each of them to determine which is performing best. If you're using manual bids or maximum clicks, then you can adjust this. Any other bidding strategy, though, will not allow bid adjustments on devices. Yeah, and devices are a pretty handy one to adjust. And you'll find that a lot of times you'll want to tweak devices, whether you want to increase your computer bids, which a lot of times I find that computers do really well for conversions. But also just keep in mind that sometimes what you see isn't what's actually happening because there could be maybe some tracking issues. So maybe your mobile is bringing in some traffic that's converting on their desktop, but the mobile is actually bringing it to your desktop because someone pulls out their phone, goes to their desktop. And remarketing really has, like if you're using display for remarketing, there's a lot of potential to lose that tracking because people are going to be switching devices. They're going to see this on their their phone and then they're going to go to their computer. And now they might have never been to your website. So now it's going to look like it was they this is the first time they've been to your website. So stuff like that. And you can adjust those bids right in there. So going into the locations, with locations, we can actually, again, we can adjust the bids. So you can you can go into your location bids and adjust it. You can adjust this at the country level. You could adjust this down to the region, the state. You can even go down even further down and dive deeper into this. And you can adjust the different bids. So you could increase bids or lower bids, depending on what ones are performing better and what ones are performing worse. Again. Just like you said in the last one there, it's only available in max clicks or maximized clicks and manual CPC. And you could also do it with manual with enhanced CPC, which is pretty much the same thing as manual CPC. But those are the only bidding strategies that you can use this on. So if you are using an automated bidding strategy, it's not going to work for you. So next, we're going to talk about ad schedules. So you want to bring us into ad schedule and talk on that? Yeah, sure. So yeah, much like that. Like locations, ad schedule is something you can customize things. So we can adjust schedules to prevent our ads from showing at certain times. We can adjust our bids to be lower or higher at certain times of day. We can break down the data by day, by hour, by day and hour. To adjust the data, all you need to do is create segments first. So once you're in the ad schedule, go to edit ad schedule. Then you can create a schedule with time blocks. Each block can then be adjusted with a bid adjustment. Again, it's only available in max clicks or manual CPC. Yeah, so Dan, I'm sure you probably add a little bit more to that. So yeah, with ad schedule, there is quite a bit we can do. It's it's broken into these segments, but it's kind of a, honestly, it's a bit of a pain to adjust, but you can break them into these segments. So you could have a segment from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then you could have another segment other segments that you can now adjust but you have to create these segments in order to adjust the like do these bid adjustments in here 
without those segments, you can still analyze all the dates, all the hours, all the like all the days and hours, but you can't necessarily adjust them unless you make these blocks up. So you have to pick what kind of blocks. Maybe you have a certain block that looks like it's doing better between 7 and 11. Maybe that's that's a great time. You've seen a lot of conversions in there, so you can set up a block there. You have to set up the rest of the blocks as well, so you can't just set up the one. You'd have to set them all up for the rest of the time that you want to be running. But once you do that, you can now adjust those blocks. So if you had set into four even blocks throughout the whole day, you could adjust each of those blocks separately. So next, let's go into some of the settings that you can find in display campaigns. There's actually quite a few settings, and a lot of them people wouldn't even know about, or you wouldn't even have known to find them. There's actually one that's pretty sneaky of the way that they hide it away. It's it's pretty sneaky. And I wish they had it in a better location, but they actually kind of hide it away. And it used to be in a better location, but I think they moved it partly probably because they don't want people to adjust it too, too much. But let's go into it. So first one here is frequency management. So this is just right in the, the regular settings. You can go into frequency management. This is how often people can see the ad. So you can set a maximum amount of times that you want someone to see this ad. So so that way you're not bombarding them with 30 ads in a day. So you, it doesn't look like you're spamming them with your website. You can set maybe if you only want them to see it three times, four times, you can set the number that you want to set and they'll only see it a maximum of three times. In court, uh, unless they're going to a different device and they go to your website again and now they're and Google hasn't put two and two together. So if it doesn't recognize that same person, then obviously it could show them three times on each device. So you can also set it to automatic with this. So you can have your frequency management set to automatic or you can manually do it. Another setting in here is we can make our content dynamic. So a lot of times we will set up a what we like to refer to as a dynamic remarketing campaign. And this essentially is a display campaign that uses remarketing that has a remarketing audience. Then it also has a dynamic portion. The dynamic portion means that we have our feed, so our, our shopping feed attached to our remarketing campaign. So when Google displays an ad, if the person's already seen this product on a website, it's going to re- it could replace that that ad with the actual shopping ad. So so it's able to show them the actual product that they want to see from the website and not necessarily just a generic ad. So it's it's one more way to increase the click through rate, increase the conversion rate. It's going to show them what they want to see. Another one we can go into is adjust content exclusions. So this is one that we can adjust and it's going to allow us to advertise on the type of content we want to advertise on. It's not necessarily that we're picking like we want to show up on this website or this website. It's saying we don't want to show up on anything that has tragedy or conflict content. We don't want to show up on sensitive social issues, uh, content with profanity, shocking material. So we can exclude some of these different areas or we can include them. So if it makes sense for our brand to include them, we can have that that in there and it'll expand our reach. So we'll be able to show on more websites. But if we don't want to show up on those websites, we can actually uncheck these and show up on just the select few. Like we could exclude sensitive or social issues if we don't want to show up on anything that Google considers sensitive. We have another one here, IP exclusions. This is not something that most people are going to use, but you could exclude your own IP address or maybe other staff members' IP address. 
if you don't want the ad to show up on their screen. You could also exclude if you have software that is telling you, maybe you have someone that's some IP addresses that are constantly spamming you. You could exclude them here. So that's another option for you if you have some software in the background that's working there. Now, location options is one that you definitely want to look into because you can change this from presence or interested in to presence only. And the only way you see this is in the settings, not in location. There's a location button on the side in the sidebar, but you have to go into the settings and then find locations. And then you can change it from presence or interested in to presence. Now you can keep interested in as well, depending on your business. Now, presence or interested means that someone is interested in that location. So say they search for, let's say with bicycle USA. So now I know that that person wants to look at a bicycle in the USA, but maybe they're typing the search in they're from India. So now that if they're interested, that search could actually go through, even though you've only targeted United States. So you have to be careful, this setting allows it to expand beyond that. So if you have it as presence only, it's going to, if they type in something USA, that's not going to show up unless they're actually in the United States or their IP address is showing in the United States. Now we have, there's quite a few here, so I'll just keep going and, and then we'll switch over to, to a new topic here. But the next one here is, it's, this is the one that I said was very, kind of a sneaky setting. It's optimized targeting and it's hard to find. And if you've turned it off, it's easy to find when you first set up your campaign, but once you've done that, it's hard to find again. So to find it, you go to the ad group level, has to be ad group level, then you're going to go to settings, then edit ad group targeting, which is on the bottom, it's a little link, and then you can turn off optimized targeting or turn it on. So it's tricky, it's kind of hidden, but it's something that allows Google to expand. So if you have a remarketing audience and you only want to show that remarketing audience, you want this off. Otherwise, it's going to expand your remarketing audience to other people. So you want to turn this off if that's the case. Next one here is keyword targeting. So it's found in the same hidden area. You can actually add some keyword targeting in here if you'd like. So it's just a different way to target. Instead of using audiences, you can go in here and use keywords. So next, let's go into how to create multiple ads and why we would do this. Okay, so creating multiple ads is a fairly simple process. And what you do is you go into the ad group and click on the blue plus button. You can then create a responsive ad, which is text and images, or you can upload a pre-made image for the ad. You can then examine which ads perform the best with click-through rate or conversion rate. A high click-through rate, in this case, would tell us that someone found the ad intriguing. They were drawn into the ad. A high click-through rate could be a bad thing if your ad contains some sort of clickbait that doesn't relate to your product or maybe your audience you are targeting is interested but not to purchase. For example, someone is interested in learning how to roof their own house, but doesn't want a service for that. And you have a service that does this. This would create a bad experience for the customer, but might have a high click-through rate if you encourage this type of click with your ad copy. If that makes sense, let's go ahead and go into bidding strategies. All right. So bidding strategies, there's a lot of different options. We have, yeah, there's quite a few different options we can go into. There's target CPA, there's target ROAS, there's maximize clicks, maximize conversions, maximize conversion value, viewable CPM, 
or manual bidding. And you can have that with enhanced CPC or without enhanced CPC. So let's just, we'll go into those a little bit more here. So target CPA would be if you have a goal for how often you want to get a conversion, essentially. So if you were doing, this would probably be something you'd use in a lead-based business. And you can set a goal on how often you want to get a lead for how many clicks or how much it's going to cost for a lead. And then target ROAS is more of an e-commerce type. You can use this in lead base as well, but it's mostly used in more e-commerce websites. And this would tell us how much, how many conversion or what kind of conversion value you want for the cost. So target ROAS just adds the value in, whereas CPA is just conversion. So it's not taken into consideration the value. So if every conversion is worth the same amount, then target CPA makes sense. And if there's going to be different values for each conversion than target ROAS. Then we have maximized clicks. And this is just how it sounds. We're trying to get as many clicks as possible. We have maximized conversions, which is like target CPA, except for we're not giving a target. We're just saying get as many conversions as you can for the amount where we want to spend. And then maximize conversion values, same thing, except for this time they're adding the value. So get as much, get the highest conversion value you can get with the budget that we have. So that's what you're saying in maximize conversion value. Then viewable CPM is kind of a unique one. And this would be if you are looking to really throw your brand out to customers, you want to get a little bit cheaper clicks and you want to get as much as possible. So you're just looking for as much traffic as possible, but you don't care if you get conversions, you just want the brand in front of someone. This is probably more likely to be used by bigger brands if you have a big budget. So for example, like a Nike or something like that's going to be using something like this to ensure that they're getting the most amount of impressions they possibly could get. and But they don't necessarily care if they get conversions. They just want their brand in front of as many customers as possible. And then the last one here is manual bidding, which gives us the most amount of control. And then enhance. Enhance CPC is just one step up from that. It's We get all that control, but we get a little bit of automation that happens in the background. And I guess the next one we'll go into here is assets and what kind of assets can we add to a display campaign? So the main assets, uh, Dan, that we have access to in this case is, is the call extension, the location, and the lead form. Never a big fan of the lead form. However, call extension is one that everyone should look into. Location extensions are great, especially if you're a brick and mortar store. Not so great if you sell only online, but if you're a brick and mortar store, absolutely, that's what your location extension is a good one for you. Yeah, and you don't get a whole lot of choice in with extensions when it comes to a display campaign because a lot of the a lot of what you're creating is because if you're creating like an image, it's all the text and everything's built right into that image. You can do the responsive ads as well, so there's a little more choice there. But at the same time, there's not as many extensions available like if you're using a search campaign there's lots of extensions available to you but in this case there's the only a few and that's just because of the way that they display these ads so i hope you guys enjoyed the podcast if you did make sure you leave us a review we would love to hear what you think of the show also if you need help with your google ads and would like me and my team to help you with your ads please feel free to take a look at our website focusyourads.com Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.